Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> like is people are understanding that this is about something more than just the vaccine mandate. It's becoming a big thing. It's happening all over the world now. They think it might happen here in Washington on Super Bowl Sunday. Do you agree it's about something more? And if so, what? Look, I think it is about something more. If you think this is about vaccine mandates or about white supremacy, you're missing the point. And this isn't a left or right issue. This is about an uprising of everyday citizens in democracies around the world. It's not just Canada. It's not the United States. It's Western Europe, too, rising against the biggest threat to actual democracy, which I think is the rise of this managerial class in democracies around the world that are crushing the will of everyday people through bureaucracies. And it's the same people, by the way, Bill, who staff corporate boards of directors, who end up as associate deans of universities, who then end up being appointed as diplomats abroad. These are the unelected class of leaders that ultimately, I think, are using their bureaucratic power to supplant the will of everyday, not only Americans, but Canadians and Western Europeans, too. And that's why we're seeing a fusion of both the left and the right here saying that actually we want our voices heard. We want to be able to speak without fear of putting food on the dinner table. And you know what? The beautiful thing about a democracy is that so far, thank God, this has been a peaceful set of protests. I hope it stays, stays that way. That's part of the messiness of democracy. That's part of what makes it beautiful. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you had a beautiful weekend. I know yesterday was uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and if any of you still watch football, I hope you enjoyed that. Hopefully you didn't drink too much and get home too late and find it a little bit tasking to get up this morning to uh, go to work, because there's nothing worse than going to work hungover. (laughs) So hopefully you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to rock for the day. Uh, I don't particularly watch football anymore. I didn't see any of it. I haven't watched football, you know, realistically since they started all the political nonsense on there. I just can't tolerate it. I watched football for entertainment to see some spectacular athletes do things that are some consider not even human. Um, and it was enjoyable. And I, you know, an avid watcher, avid fan. But once they started what all the uh, political nonsense, they just turned me off to a point where I have no interest in watching it at all. So I don't know what happened. I be honest with you, I'm so out of the loop. I don't even know what teams were in the Super Bowl the last couple years. I'm not sure who it is. So, but if you did, hope you enjoyed that opening audio that I played for you is very important. What he is saying, first of all, is extremely intelligent. It's a great observation. It's also really relatable with what's going on with the Great Reset. Good news is, I talk about the Great Reset, lots of people do. It's getting more and more popular, more people are learning about it, more people are looking into it, and that's the best way to defeat it, is to understand what we're fighting against. What he is saying, specifically pertaining to corporations, is a big part of the Great Reset. We don't elect these people, just like the CDC. I've been complaining the entire time about COVID that this is an unelected body of scientists that are dictating to us how to live our lives. The Great Reset is doing the same thing. It's public-private partnership, which is socialism, but the Great Reset is much bigger than that. 
they're putting these people in positions where they get to dictate to you how to live your life. You know, that's not the way this works. We don't elect you. The people didn't choose you, and it should not be your way. It should be our way. For example, BlackRock's one of the biggest investment firms in the world. Well, BlackRock handles trillions upon trillions of dollars a year in investments. And a lot of companies that are with BlackRock and they're handling their accounts, BlackRock is telling them that you need to invest in only green things. Solar panels, wind, whatever. You're not supposed to be investing in coal, oil, gas. So you got to take your money out of that. They're forcing their hand, even if the company itself doesn't agree with it, because where are you going to get your money from? So we're going to force your hand to do what we want you to do to shape this economy or this global economy the way we want to shape it. So ultimately, these elites think they know what's best for you and they're going to push it in that direction. Again, I'm going to repeat, the good news is that people are paying attention. When people on Bill Maher who is definitely not a conservative. Bill Maher is a liberal. He is an admitted liberal. He's just not an extreme crazy liberal that wants to burn this country to the ground, but he is still a liberal. When he's having guests on that are constantly making observations like this that he is actually agreeing with, that is a positive. I'm trying to show you that we're moving in a positive direction because of things like that. People are finally paying attention to the point where they're questioning everything going on around them. You have too many people right now that are elected officials that are drunk on power and think that they get to tell us what to do and that they know best, they know better than we do. And they're going to shape this country into what they think it should be, not what we think it should be. I'm sorry, but that's the, the complete opposite of what America is designed to be. It's we the people. We decide what we want this country to be. So from what I'm seeing, I believe that there is hope going forward, and my hope has always been in first and foremost, the Lord above. Beyond that, it is in people. I don't think people want to be controlled. I think people like their freedom, no matter what your political affiliation is, no matter what gender you are, no matter what color you are, people like their freedom. They want to do what they want to do in life, and when they figure out what the government is trying to so quietly do behind our back... They're going to buck the system and the government will have no choice but to correct the ship and change course because you can't fight back against this many people. Another positive sign is it's not only happening here in America. Canada has had enough. Australia's had enough. England's had enough. France has had enough. We've had enough. Everybody's rising everywhere that, no, you're not going to take our freedom away from us. This is not going to be one global economy where you're all a bunch of fascists up top and we all get stuck on the bottom suffering. That ain't going to happen. We are used to our lifestyles. We were born free. We're going to die free. And you're not going to take it from us. So the more people that are figuring it out, the more people are bucking the systems. And another surefire sign of that is look at every Democrat's polling in the United States right now. No matter what poll you look at, from the most leftist polling place to the most right-wing polling, Democrats are getting killed everywhere. Why? Because people may not necessarily know about the Great Reset. Not everybody does yet. But they certainly know what's happening at the gas pump and the grocery store and your heating bill. They know what's happening if you go to try to buy a used car right now. They can see what's going on around them. 
And this is all part of it. This is the economy that we have to look forward to if they continue down this path. So the point was for me to show this to you to say that I'm seeing some positive light. I'm starting to see the shift from my perspective that we're heading in a positive direction because not just the right sees it. Everybody's starting to see it and collectively we need everybody to see it to beat this thing. All right, something I think is very important happened this weekend, and I'm pretty sure when I tell you, you'll think it's pretty important too. It's just everybody was busy this weekend. Again, it was Super Bowl weekend, so potentially you had a lot going on. Uh, Special Counsel's Durham's latest pleading involving indicted Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman definitively shows that Hillary Clinton's campaign directly funded and ordered its lawyers at Perkins Co. to orchestrate a criminal enterprise to fabricate a connection between President Trump and Russia. Durham states that Sussman and Mark Elias hired the Internet executive Rodney Joffe and his team to establish an inference and narrative tying President Trump to Russia. Durham writes he has evidence showing Joffe and his tech company obtained a sensitive arrangement where they were able to infiltrate White House servers. Per Durham, this arrangement was put into motion on July of 2016, meaning the Hillary Clinton campaign and her lawyers masterminded the most Intricate and coordinated conspiracy against Trump when he was both a candidate and later president of this United States while simultaneously perpetuating the bogus Steele dossier hoax. They have literally been after Trump the entire time since he was a candidate. That's how scared they were and still are of him now. Now, before I give you my full take on it, Donald Trump did respond when it came out. This is the statement that he gave. Uh, The latest pleading from special counsel Robert Durham provides indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by operatives paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. This is a scandal far greater in scope and magnitude than Watergate, and those who were involved in and knew about this spying operation should be subject to criminal prosecution. In a stronger period of time in our country, this crime would have been punishable by death. In addition, reparations should be paid to those in our country who have been damaged by this. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I mean, I could say treasonous because that's exactly what it is. And I don't think that that's too harsh of a thing to say. You spied on the president. Okay, candidate first, then president of the United States. If you read the full report, they actually broke into White House servers. Hillary Clinton paid to not only have them spy on, but to create a fake narrative to try to get President Trump impeached or not elected at all. I would, the reason I say treason is because we, the people elected Donald Trump at the time. Okay, that's who we wanted as president. That's who we chose. And she feels that she knows better than us. And she wants to take him out and get him impeached and get him out of the White House so she could put either herself or one of the other Democratic cronies in the White House because that's what they want done, not what we chose. It's our will. We voted for the man and they're trying 
to damage him and get him out of there. Same thing applies with this January 6th committee, by the way. All they're trying to do with this is see if they can pull it off to where Trump will not be able to run again in 2024. So that's what they're working on there. They're so scared of this man. They're just trying to make him disappear out of fear that he'll win in 2024 if he comes back. Hillary Clinton obviously should face charges. I mean, there's been two different plea deals so far from the Durham report. I know you always start with the small fish and you work your way up to the big fish, but I mean, what more do you need? It seems like you at least have a enough to pull Hillary Clinton in for questioning, let alone possibly get her on some of these things that they're claiming were done. Cause I'm sure there's a paper trail. I'm sure, sure something's going to link to her. It also kind of puts into perspective even more so why she had all of her devices destroyed. You don't think she knew what was on those devices. We all knew there was obviously some damning stuff on there, but I mean, this I'm sure some of the stuff that was on some of her devices that she had, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, bleach washed or whatever, whatever she did to him, beat him to death with hammers, <laughs> the old school way. Yeah. That's why she had that done because if any of this does link back to her, not only should she not be able to run for president or any other position in politics, she should be charged and have to face a jury and whatever's going to happen will happen. And if found guilty, she should go to jail for the correct amount of time. Now, that's in my dream world that any of that would happen because let's be honest, we're running with a two-tier justice system here. That's never going to happen, especially with the regime that's in there right now. They're going to do everything they can to protect her for many reasons. Number one, she's one of the establishment. She's one of the globalists. She's one of the boys, you know? Okay, number two, uh, she's going to speak this upcoming week at a Democratic convention The whispering is that when she speaks, she's going to announce that she is running for president once again. Why is that significant? Well, why wouldn't they want her to get in trouble? She's probably their best shot, as poor of a choice as that is. Who else do you have? She's polling better than Biden. She's polling better than Kamala up against Trump. She would still lose in a theoretical head-to-head with Trump again, but she's at least the best option that they have. So if they pull some of their old tricks out of the bag and do what they got to do and try to redistrict stuff or change voting laws at the end or do whatever they think they need to do to win, they might stand a chance. So at this time, they are certainly not going to let anything that Durham is bringing forth or any plea deals that he may or may not have cut with anybody harm her because who else do they have? I mean, really think about it. What rising star in the Democratic Party appeals to not just crazy leftists, somebody who appeals to your moderate Democrat and would be uh, appealing to a good majority of your independents? Who do they have? Because some of your biggest names in the party right now are too old, people are not interested, their past is too shaky, your newer ones, one of their biggest showpieces that I I see anyways, and it's not because I think she's an idiot and I focus on her maybe a little more than other people in the Democratic Party, but AOC does have a lot of clout. She's like almost equivalent to a movie star on their side. 
But could you run her as a president? Can you sway independence with her? Can you maybe even pull a few Republicans that if Trump did run against her, they just still don't like Trump, so they would vote for anybody but Trump, no matter what the consequences are for that vote? Because we're seeing consequences for you idiots that did that this time. So would they do be willing to do it again? No. She's a progressive socialist. You haven't won that much of America over yet that they're willing to make that transition to allow you to completely destroy this country. So no, they don't. So who else do they got? They got Hillary. I mean, poor choice? I would say so. President Trump, this is going to be like a walk in the park when he goes around rallying this time and he goes around, you know, trying to win you over. It's real simple. I mean, when you go up there and all he's got to do is say, hey, everybody, how's everybody doing today? Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, Why am I running for president? Let me see. How did you like the uh, inflation rate when I left at 1.4% by, Jesus, by 2024? Who knows where we're going to be? Okay, but we're at seven and a half right now. Uh, how'd you like your gas prices? Most places, it's $1.50 more today than it was when I left office. What about jobs? How many people that worked in the energy sector that are now out of jobs? How many of your coal miners, your oil drillers, how many of those guys are on unemployment line looking for jobs? What about the security in the world right now? What about how stable the globe is? You got little rocket man firing off rockets. You got the Taliban threatening people saying that they're going to show us rockets that have long range implications where they could possibly hit Israel. You got Russia threatening to invade Ukraine. You got the Afghan withdrawal, which was disastrous. That's just to name a few. Oh, that's right. What about trade deals? Trade deals are more fair, right? No, actually, China is overtaking us right now. We're giving them everything. They are becoming the superpower. We are dwindling. So if that scares you, it should. It scares me. But that's the facts of the matter. The fact of the matter is they are now starting to be the front runner in the world. They are coming out on top. They are becoming the superpower. And we are in second place at best right now. So it ain't going to be hard for him to go out and point out every single thing that they've done wrong. Oh, not to mention that pesky border with all the illegal crossings and making our country more and more unsafe. I mean, he could go down the list and say, what about police officers? They've been under heavy attack since the Biden administration. We're having more police officers killed every single year. Year over year, the number increases. Why? Because the police no longer have the support of the people that are running their cities. How about the cities themselves? Look at how poorly they're being run and they're in just complete disarray. You have the poverty level, the drugs, the crime. This should be a walk in the park for him. So on top of being scared of him just because they know that he's a dangerous candidate, that it's going to be hard to beat him no matter who you put up there. They also know that because of all of their failures, it's going to be real easy for him to point out how much better life was, even to Americans that didn't vote for him, to Democratic Americans, to liberal Americans, to point out your life was much better when I was in office than it is right now, and it's going to be undeniable. So you think that they would do anything to their only shot, even if it's a long shot, their only shot is Hillary Clinton? (laughs) They're not going to do anything to that lady. Our two-tiered justice system will continue. If any of us, think about this now. If you broke into a White House server, you'd be lucky to make it out of your house. You'd have everybody and their third cousin. As soon as you walked outside, there'd be a million guns on you. 
You're under arrest. They're going to tear your entire life apart. They're going to want to know what you, who you've talked to, where you sent the information. You are done. You'd be lucky to see the light of day after that. Hillary Clinton, she just continued doing what the Clintons do. The Clintons get away with everything, and they always have. They have never really paid a penalty for anything that they've done, anything that they've been accused of doing, and it's not about to start right now. What a mess. All right, and lastly, an update on Russia and Ukraine. Uh, Joe Biden and supposedly Putin had a conversation for an hour on the phone. I can't say how prosperous that was because we're still looking like it is inevitable that Russia is going to invade. And of course, just like Afghanistan, if you are there, believe me, he has said it multiple times. His staff has said it. If you're an American and you're in Ukraine and you hear me, get out because they are not coming for you. The Biden administration is going to leave you stranded just like he did the people in Afghanistan. He does not care about you. He doesn't care about Americans being stuck over there. And he's certainly not going to try to show any type of a position of power and tell Putin to back down, period. There's Americans over there. And if you step one foot in Ukraine, we're going to take that as a threat to America and we're going to deploy and we're going to beat you back. Okay, so that's not going to happen. So if you are in Ukraine right now, best advice for your own protection is to get out of the country because I doubt the United States is going to do anything about it. Um, I saw a lot of people calling or speculating, I want to say, not calling, but speculating that this is a manufactured crisis for the Dems to have something to run on for this year coming up in November. I mean... With every, I could see what they're saying, but with everything that's gone on with the administration saying they're going to leave Americans behind with their poor and weak response to what they've done in the Ukraine right now, I don't see that as a winning strategy. So I don't know how much I'm into all that or how much I believe all that. Some people do. Some people don't. It's a difference of opinion. Me personally, I just don't see how this is a point of strength. I don't see how you go in there and say, look what a great job we did with Ukraine when you're openly saying to everybody, if you're an American and you're there, we're not going to send anybody in to get you. (laughs) You're you're on your own. Because I don't think most Americans are going to take too kindly to that. So I don't see that as a winning strategy. But I have seen more and more talk about that. Social media and different platforms online. True or not true, I guess that's your opinion and my opinion. It's just what you believe. I personally don't see it as a winning strategy, so I don't really put a whole lot of stock into it. Other people may. All right, and supposedly President Trump's app is supposed to come out on President's Day. If it is very user-friendly and functions very well, which I truly, truly hope it does, I will be leaving all my other social media platforms except for YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook, and I will be exclusively on that app if it is you know, well-designed and functions well. I will do that. I am sick and tired of trying to work so many apps. It just... It's too time-consuming. If I was doing this full-time, then I got the time to do it. But since I'm only doing this part-time, and I actually have a real full-time 50-hour-a-week job beyond this, it gets tough to constantly work all those platforms day in and day out. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully, it'll be good. We should know by next week anyways. 
All right, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. If you'd like to follow me for now at Twitter, at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N, Gab or Parlor, I'm at The Real Little Joe. Cloud Hub, I'm at Little Joe CC. If you'd like to contact me, go to littlejoecc.com. You can go to the contact section and leave me a message. If you'd like to check out any videos that I do, Rumble, I am at Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Uh, YouTube, excuse me. <laughs> I'm at Little Joe CC. I hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll do it again tomorrow.